0: Blog Talk Radio Good morning, and welcome to Live Dharma Sunday. If you have called in to listen to this morning's broadcast, please note that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you are joining us from either the Bright Dong Ning site or the Blog Talk Radio site, please note that it is not necessary to call in. If you are experiencing loss of audio or the Blog Talk Radio player is not working properly, Please refresh your page and hit the play button once more. It may take a few moments for your browser to complete the buffering process. Once again, welcome to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the broadcast.
1: And welcome everyone to live Dharma Sunday for March 4th, 2018. Koyo Kobose here, so very, very glad you joined us. Yeah, we're into March now, spring is going to come marching in, <laughs> uh, and of course, depending upon where you live in the country, it uh, comes in at like a sheep or like a lamb or like a lion, I guess. And I know those of you in in, uh, where there's still snow on the ground and everything, when spring comes, it's really a very welcome change in the seasons. Uh, Those of you who might know our property, you know, we're on six acres, wooded property, um sometimes uh we go for walks around our property um and uh there's a, a seasonal stream a little ways down and but there's also a, a a path that goes around our house around the back of our house and circles around and this is a very pretty short one um uh, and it's the most common one or frequent one uh that we you know walk our dogs and and uh that's one great thing about having a larger property like this and no traffic or anything around and they could run around all they want but i take the dogs for a walk uh every day usually i, I walk all around this path that circles around the back of our property and back around and and uh, this in fact is the path that um goes by three, what I call three sacred nature sites or spots. And one is uh, what we call the altar rock. And then there's the uh, Dharma throne rock. And then there's what's called the power pine, uh, which later came to be called the badass pine. Um, The altar rock is is a very large rock in a clearing And, uh, because it's in a clearing and this has a big, big, uh, front surface area uh, and, uh, we used to hold our outdoor ceremonies in front of this altar rock. Uh, and then to the, to the one side of it, there's a nice little area, uh, where we're going to make a memorial garden. And, uh, that's where we have, uh, a fairly large brass plaque, in which is engraved, "The Dharma is my rock." Passage. Uh, and then, if you walk, continue around this path, uh, go past our orchard area where I planted some uh, fruit and nut trees. And right across from the orchard area is is a, is a boulder, oh, about five feet tall and five feet wide. But on the back of it, sort of hidden, is a natural stone bench on the backside of this rock. So I call that the hidden Dharma throne seat. And uh, there's various uh, uh, exercises or, uh, you know, spiritual enhancement things uh, that I suggest when uh, that people could sit on this seat and, and do these kinds of uh I imagine these kinds of exercises, some personal teachings, life teachings, and then a little bit more around this path is is a pretty huge pine tree, and at its base there's a boulder that the diameter of which is larger than the diameter of the tree, and at some time in when this tree was first growing, it grew grew up through a crack in the middle of this bowler. And as, as it grew, I don't know how many years it took, but it just cracked this whole bowler in half. And now this huge pine tree, which must be, uh, the diameter at the base must be, well, at three, four feet at least. <clears throat> and uh, it's quite dramatic to see that, that it, uh teaching of course of persistence, resilience, perseverance. So when we first saw that one, we called it a power pine. And then what happened is I had some tree service. He's uh, 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 well, kind of like a blue collar worker, I guess. He was doing some work on our property, and we happened to be walking by on this path. And I didn't point it out, but he saw that tree, and he and he ran closer to it, and he pointed at it, and he said, that is badass. That is badass. <laughs> so... The name, we had to change the name, and we don't call it a power pine anymore. We call it the badass pine. <laughs> and I think that's such a tremendous <laughs> organic story, you know, from uh, from everyday life, a spontaneous, serendipitous uh, a thing. Well, okay, <laughs> what I want to say is, as I walk around this path that know, uh, just about every day. I make it a point to really say, "Hey, I'm walking in nature. Look around." Um, and like Yogi Berra might say, "You could you could observe or observe a lot if you look around," <laughs> and just look at the trees. You know, sometimes we see trees all the time. If we go for a walk in a park, or, or you know, or, or on the street media, um, median strips, you see a lot of trees. You know they're trees, and you just sort of gaze at them as in passing. And the word, the abstract word, tree, the label, the noun, you know, might you might think of it. But do you really look at any particular individual tree? I, I, if you do, then you know why Joyce Kilmer, I believe that's her name, a poet that said, you know, only God can make a tree, something like that, you know. It is a divine, you know, and of course, nature is God. Uh, a tree is a miracle thing. And they're all different, you know. They all are unique. Curved lines, the, how trees everything in nature there's no you know straight lines and 90 degree angles <laughs> uh, things like that you know machine like man made you know whatever uh like a man made garden or something no in nature we they say you say wild but it just means natural wild is good you know organic okay and uh, the way that the tree limbs how uh, so gracefully go up to the sky and, and you know, so especially the trees. Um, but, of course, there's the birds, there's the sky, there's the, the ground, and all kind of things are on the ground, okay? whether it's just a tiny, quote, insignificant, unquote, wildflower okay, which you should stop and really look at and of course there's the common saying stop and smell the roses well stop and smell a little old wildflower that you do <laughs> that's sort of insignificantly growing on the side of the road okay. um <clears throat> it's really tremendous and I, I i learned so much as i walk by my uh orchard Particularly you see the shape of these trees which uh lost all their leaves in the winter. And uh so right now what I'm what I'm noticing when I look is I see the buds. To look at a bud whoa that is powerful, impressive. You see a fat bud, you know when the warmer spring weather's coming, they they're getting ready to Blossom out. And which ones come first? I got plums. I got cherries. I got pomegranate. I got peach. I got, uh, you know, uh, figs. uh, Which, well, of course, plums blossom first. And in Japanese culture, uh, they have... uh, sort of a well-known saying that sho chikubai, which means, uh, well, plum represents courage because it takes a lot of courage to blossom when it's not, when it's still very early spring and it's still cold outside. Um, Snow might be on the branch yet. Uh, And, uh, 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 a lot of times they have a picture, you know, a Japanese plum, and uh, seeing the 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 plum blossom on a branch and this and the snow on that branch, you know. So that plum uh, symbolizes courage in the Japanese culture. So they 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 came and gone for us already. They do it in March, in April, in February, uh, and now the peach is getting ready cherries will be after that you know this is just what i learned by looking at them and but to see the the bud when it's fat ooh wee you know nature and i always think of my father one time we uh were driving in chicago and some um, tree buds i don't remember what kind of tree it was but we're driving in the city streets and it was early spring but we had a little bit of a heat wave and the trees were budding out. And, you know, you can see the fat buds on the branches of the trees. No leaves yet, so it's easy to see. And my fa- I was driving and my father's, you know, sees that and he says, Oh, nature is so honest. I always remember that, okay? If wo- it gets warm, they're going to bud out, you know? <laughs> they, they don't play any kind of games. They're very honest. If it's... If they, if it's if it's starting to warm up, the buds are going to come out. Okay, uh, they don't say, "Oh, it's not time to." Uh, is it time to Is it time to bud out yet? <laughs> no, no, they don't follow no calendar. Okay, my father doesn't like it when he, I remember one article he wrote about where I think Easter lilies and were florists they force it so that these the blossoms be ready for Easter, you know, and so very artificially they they force. They force these plants to to blossom out, okay, for commercial reasons, not follow nature's way. Anyway, uh, this is really great. Now, I want to introduce, oops, just a minute, I think uh, our... I think our I was gonna introduce our speaker and I saw his phone number but then it disappeared. Let me see. Let me see if I could get it back. Uh, let me see. What happened here? Let me see. Just a minute, just a minute. I'm working on it. Okay. Uh Douglas Sanyo, are you are you there? I am here. Yep, I I I unmuted you, and I want to introduce Douglas Sanyo who's, who's part of our LM6 class, and um, I don't know what he's going to talk about today, but take it away. It's all yours. Thank you very much, Koyo
0: Sensei, and greetings to everybody from the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It's kind of appropriate that Koyo Sensei was talking about trees because I've been surrounded by them for the past three days, and springtime in the South is rather different than in most other parts of the country. In fact, uh, the pear trees here are now blossoming because it has gotten a lot warmer since, uh, in retrospect, to other places in the country. But here in the in the Smoky Mountains National Park, a lot of the trees are budding. Some a little bit slower than others but the oak the elm trees the birch trees uh which is one of the most southern places for birch trees in the u.s uh are amazingly everything is coming to life lots of birds all the time starting at about four thirty in the morning one of the things that i have noticed here is that there's an experiment being done by the united states forest service of where they are putting large nets, they're octagonal, and they are landing them by helicopter on top of the trees in certain areas in the national forest. And scientists are going there to study the tops of the foliage, the very tops of the trees. Uh, they're doing similar studies like this in the in the Amazonian rainforest, but this is the first time they've done it here in the U.S. And it's fascinating to to watch them land this plat this mesh platform this netting platform on top of the trees and i even talked to one of the forest rangers and said please can i go up there because i i really would love to see the the view and see what's at the top of the tree because all through growing up I always looked at you know the trunk and you get to see the roots and you get to see the tree as a whole from a distance but you never get to go up close and personal um, to the tops of the trees and I was an anxious tree climber back in my day but age and age and and, time, and thinner branches prevent me from getting up that high and it was it, it's just an amazing thing to awaken to spring and to awaken to new potentials new ideas new growth throughout all aspects of life and as i'm sitting here i've got i've got my hand perched up against an oak that has probably been here for about 200 years and then around around the the edge of the the edge of the foliage, the edge of its branches, are smaller oaks, maybe three, four, five, six years old. There's maybe one here that's probably fifteen years old, and it's 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 that whole picture of renewal. You know, from from uh, from the mighty uh, oak, does the chestnut fall, or something of that nature. But it's the acorn fall and the acorn doesn't fall from the tree is, is exactly right because it's all around in a circle around this, this huge, huge oak tree. The birch trees. Um, I love taking birch and I'll, and I'll take a little small piece of it off and thank the tree for the gift. And it makes some of the best fire starter when you're out camping or if you need it in an emergency. There's a lot of things that trees provide, not only oxygen to breathe and fire starter and when the limbs, when the limbs fall, we have a firewood for our campfires, but they provide so much more. And for me, they provide a sense of oneness, a sense of belonging, not only to the forest around me, but to great nature in whole. Because as, as the Dharma says, we're all interdependent. We're all intertwined. Man, plant, everything. Animal, insect, we're all a part of it. And this tree that I'm, that I'm leaning upon has a lot of life in it. There's birds in it. There's insects starting to crawl out from, its win- out, out from their winter shelters. And bringing back all this renewed life. And it's a it's a wonderful thing to behold, and I encourage everyone to go out and be with the tree, be with the trees, sit up against it, take your take your Ojuzu out, say the number say the niputu. close your eyes, feel everything around you take deep breaths because that tree is taking deep breaths for each one of us and just be enveloped in the oneness of all things. And from this small spot in North Carolina, I want to thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to share this with you. So Koyo sensei, thank you very much. Thank you much to everyone. Go well and be well.
1: Thank you very much. Very nice, you know, the spring theme, uh, everybody, uh, with, with spring, uh, you know, nature, whether it's, uh, you see some farm animals, they have their, their offspring, you know, newborn in the springtime, uh, doesn't have to be domestic animals either, but you know, and uh, but the earth, nature, life itself is being renewed, and um, and the color green, right? I mean, <laughs> this is nature's color. Uh, shoots. There's nothing more exciting if you if you, for gardeners, the most exciting part is when when you see a little green shoot come up. Out of the earth, <laughs> you know. Sure, harvesting and all the other stuff is good, and the blossoms and the harvest and everything is good too. But that excitement of seeing the green shoot, and that's why, sort of tongue in cheek, but I I think that green should be the Buddhist color. Um, but yellow is the is the traditional color, and what I've read is that uh, yellow is the color because The Theravadan monks uh, in Buddha's time, you you know, they they didn't have fancy robes. The Buddha wore robes stitched together from rags, discarded cloth uh, that was found along the road. Okay. And that's, you know, (laughs) uh, we've come a long way in terms of now. See, it was originally taken to be, there's the idea of humility and humbleness behind it. You're just wearing rags, okay? But it's kind of ironic, isn't it, that all these Buddhist denominations, they got all these fancy and sometimes they're very expensive, elaborate robes, okay? Uh, But in the Buddhist time, taking cloth discarded along the road that's weathered, sun and rain. Uh, No matter what color of the original color of the cloth, it turns it to a dull yellow, the fabric material. And uh, this was the original color, okay, that uh, in Buddhist time, um, the monks wore these robes, okay. Um, And it came to have a particular uh, style, you know, with the, one shoulder bared, and and it's kind of interesting that that attire, Theravadin monks' uh, robes, have remained unchanged from Buddha's time in terms of that design. Huh? And as the story goes, uh, uh, somebody asked a monk, "Oh, are are, are you such and such? you, you is your." You do you belong to such and such a group? And he says, No, no, no. I I follow Chakmonguni, you know. And then so he went and spread the word that we should have our, our our robes style, so that you could tell by just looking at it from a distance. You see a, you know, monk in this kind of style. You know who you know who he what the Who his teacher is? Okay, this is it's confusing here now. Until so we should be you know have our brand have our you know and so that's how it presumably started they got their distinctive style and all of the Buddhist followers you know followed that and it's been maintained unchanged huh that's 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 quite impressive but anyway a lot of denominations have their own denominational color like the Buddhist churches of America. BCA um, is purple, okay, and that's their color. I don't know what other denomination might have certain colors. And again, it's kind of ironic, but in terms of uh, not the dull yellow, traditionally of, of hum hum humbleness of you know, weathered cloth, but purple is the, also the color of royalty. Now, I don't know if that's because you have uh Kind of a plush, uh, oh, what do you call that, fabric, you know, uh, uh, that the he might wear. Yeah, 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 you know. And I guess purple, well, is, uh, you know, monarchs or kings and queens and stuff like that. But so I thought, oh, green, how about green <laughs> for nature's color? Um, but I, as I was listening to the drummer. Talk this morning. Different associations I had. I just I just shared two of them. One of them is, uh, I always used to go to the lakefront when we were in the Chicago area. You know, I I would have my uh, sunrise pilgrimage, daily pilgrimage. I go out and walk along the lakefront path and greet the sunrise. Uh, You see a lot of things happening when you even if it's early in the morning there's a lot of runners out there there's people using the park chicago is very uh lake michigan lakefront uh is very fortunate that uh, a man named Bur- burnham uh was given the authority to develop the lakefront in you know, some other places i think like cleveland or where lake erie you know it's either industrial or it's not public access it's not It's not used by the public as parks, okay? But Chicago has, you know, uh, and so anyway, one time I saw a young lady. I was probably about 50 feet away, and she was standing next to a tree, and she had her arm stretched out horizontal, and the palm of her hand was covering this knot uh, on the tree about shoulder height. And you know, a knot is where there used to be a branch, okay, and, and somehow it, it got broken or cut off, okay. Probably cut off because, you know, uh, if it's a lateral horizontal branch and if it's growing in, into a path, pack, pathway or something, so that's why the Park Service and Department of Parks, you know, they got to keep your hiking path clear. And this was a, and so I, and uh, I happened to mention this at, at a Dharma meeting later that day, a small meeting we had with Heartland Sangha. I said, I was wondering what that woman was doing. You know, she was just standing there a long time okay, with her palm of her hand over oh, knot. And then one of the young women in our group said, oh, of course, I know, I know what she was doing. She had uh, she had a mass endectomy, and she just said it so matter of fact like that. I said, "Oh, and we didn't dis- further discuss it or anything." But as I thought about that later, I said, "Oh, you know, she was empathizing with this tree. You know, they got his branch cut off, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's um." Uh, that's the true thing or not um, it's true facts, but uh and I don't know whether that young lady in our group well, I do know she had a meendectomy herself. I don't remember it, the timing of it uh, of it, but maybe she did have it already at that time uh so I thought you know that that's a, well nature. Uh, there's all kinds of interdependency, all kinds of empathy, all kinds of teachings coming out. The last thing I, I thought about is a very uh, common phrase in Japanese language. Um, uh, when you say, you know, social conversations, uh, you see somebody, oh, how are you? Okay. And, and that's used also in Japanese you say, "Oh, well, you know, how are you? But you know what the usual response is from the person that's asked, oh, how are you? You know, even though it's a social thing, there's some cultural uh, wisdom there in the Japanese language and influence the culture from Buddhism. That The usual phrase is, or um Is, you know, so if they say in Japanese... The speaker says, first says, How are you? Ika ga desu ka? Okay. And the person, Okaga de. Now, it may be just a social phrase, but the original meaning of Okaga de means, Oh, I'm fine. Thanks to you. Thanks for, and the literal meaning of Okaga de is, Thanks to your shade. It's like, I, I am the beneficiary of being protected and under the, you know, the shade of this big tree, sort of like a big oak tree. And it, it, all kind of animals take shelter, you know, or make nests or whatever under a tree. Okay, that tree provides, you know, protection from the elements. Okay, And travelers, if it's raining or, or, or if it's really hot, travelers, oh, they're welcome to... Paws under a shade tree. You know? So that's the culture of uh, you know. So how are you? They say, "Oh, I'm I'm fine, thanks to you." They're always thinking about this, the relationship and what you have received from others. You know, if you ask a Japanese speaker, maybe they don't see feel those teachings so much. Okay, but it is a teaching. Uh, uh, into the language, which comes from the culture, influenced by well, has to be bosom, okay? Or maybe even further back than that, you know. In in Eastern countries, where where, um, especially Japan, uh, small country, small geographically, small country, so uh, you don't have much of personal physical space. You know, they're crammed up, so you're much more aware of others, physical be you know, uh groups, okay. The family name, the family it's not so individually based like we would take for granted. We we're not even aware about all the subconscious attitude that we're always thinking about the importance and it is important, the individual. Okay? But the Japanese it's always the group. It's 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 your business company, it's your family, okay? A lot of people, that you know, you, they go by the family name. The family is important, not the individual members of the family, okay? So, Kubose, uh, okay? Uh, a lot of workers, <laughs> this is what I, well, I'm, I don't know if it's exactly true, but I think part, a lot of it is. They, A lot of workers, they've been working together in this company for many years. They call each other by the last name, okay? Kubose-san, okay? Or if he's a, if he's a, if he's the boss, oh Kubosis and say, okay, they don't call by uh, familiar first name. It's the family name that's important. And in fact, they don't even know the first name of the like, the given name of these workers where they've been working for ten, twenty years together. It's not family name. Okay, you ask them, well, oh, you know, uh, Westerners come and they want to be familiar and friendly, so they'll say, you know, well, what's his first name? Oh, I, I don't know his first name. Okay, Uh, so anyway, uh, that kind of awareness of relationships, uh, uh, whether it's uh, whatever the group unit is, and the unit might be all of humanity, you know, other people, Uh, thanks to other people, I'm able to, to live, thanks to all the other things in terms of interdependency of my physical body, you know, my being alive, okay? And, of course, this is the, you know, food and uh, environment, everything. And uh, this should be so ingrained that, you know, when you're on your terminal, on your deathbed, you know, you see see these uh, old first-generation pioneer people you know, they 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 don't consider themselves religious, but you know minister comes to to visit, make a hospital visit, and you know I, well, man, how you doing man so, okay very deep kind of a thing that uh so, well, I've been you know thanks to you, thanks to nature, thanks to everybody that ever touched my life, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> Hey, hey, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you.